Welcome to the wrestling podcast that's not just for wrestling fans. This is Smark and Friends on the Two Finger Guns Club Network. My name is Zach and I'll be your host. My guest today joins me from the Western Canadian indie scene and she is a must-see rising star out of Alberta. Kayla J joins me on today's podcast. We talk about life on the Canadian indies, but on top of working on her craft as a pro wrestler, Kayla is also pursuing her master's degree in psychology. We talk a little bit about academia, mental health, and what it's like being a despicable villain in the ring, but strive to help others outside of it. It's a great talk. I've been wanting to share this ever since we recorded it last week, and I'm about to do so. I'm about to share that with you right after these short messages. The Two Finger Guns Club presents Foul Mouthed, the network's newest series celebrating the delightful peculiarities, linguistic oddities, and interesting flavors of swear words across different languages. I'm your host, Dora. Subscribe now where you catch your favorite podcasts so you don't miss out on the colorful fun. Happy swearing! And we're back. Joining me from Alberta, she is the golden child of professional wrestling. Kayla J joins me on today's podcast. Kayla, thank you so much for doing the show. Oh, I'm actually really happy to be here. Oh, I just uh, flicked my mic there. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you said uh, the golden child. A lot of people forget that. <laughs> I do my research. I try to be as diligent as possible when, I, when I'm welcoming guests to the show. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Of course. How did that nickname come about? Um... I guess it was when I was uh, becoming Kayla J and I was like, oh, I need to come up with something different, something new. Mm-hmm. And uh, my sister, uh, she always calls me the golden child because she felt like she was always second. So it came up. <laughs> I it's said, like why this- not? Plus, I'm going to be, you know, have to be bad. What better thing than saying I'm, I'm golden, right? <laughs> I love that a sibling rivalry has spilled into the world of professional wrestling into like oh, this always. Yep. heel persona. Absolutely. Um, how are things going in Alberta these days? Like there's so much to keep track and there's naturally so much going on. Hard to keep track of all these lockdowns, what you can and can't do. What's going on in Alberta these days? Oh, you know, it's probably uh, probably the same as everywhere else right now. Uh, it's a little bit boring. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's good if you're a student like me, uh, sure. you get a lot of studying done because can't really go out and do much these days. Um, so that's really helped with school, <laughs> trying to stay focused on one thing because it's hard for me to do that when, uh, you know, the temptation of wrestling and social life is there. So it helps with that for sure. Surely. Has any news come down about like uh, softening of the restrictions, live shows with smaller uh, smaller capacities, anything of that uh, nature? Um, I think they're slowly starting to open things up again. A few weeks ago, they um, opened up restaurants for in in dining again here for but I think a lot of restaurants haven't ha- haven't opened up just because they're nervous uh, too. And plus, I think it's not really worth it worth it for a lot of restaurants, too, because I don't think people are willing to go and sit at a restaurant. I think they got their fill in the summer when there was um, what my best friend. Uh, she's also in school. She works part time uh, serving and she noticed a huge, huge wave of people taking advantage the first go around. And then it just flattened. Mm. No one was going anymore. So and then we went into another lockdown. So um I, I, as for shows, I'm not 100% sure. I think people are being very optimistic. I think there's a, uh, a promotion or two here that's hoping to run a show come uh, summer. 
but uh, I wouldn't be too quick to jump into that yet. <laughs> so totally we'll fair. see. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's got like different comfort levels for this kind of thing. I know myself, I'm just like, you know, I've got my head buried in the sand and just like waiting till the next big change and, you know, yeah, taking it as easy as possible. Um, in regards to like, you know, what you've been doing in the ring, uh, from what I understand, you've been involved in wrestling for about four years now. Um, yeah. How did you how did you first get involved into the into that world? Yeah, I just passed, uh, I guess, a month. Two months ago, I just passed my four year from when I started training. Um, oh gosh, how, how did I start? Um, honestly, I really just emailed a bunch of schools uh, or thought about emailing a bunch of schools. And I just was like, oh, this is the first school, uh, which was Monster Pro Wrestling. I emailed them and legit got a, a message back right away. Um, and I just started training probably like a week or two later and then didn't really look back, I guess. I, I did think about Storm and stuff because you still open at the time, but I couldn't really afford it. <laughs> so sure. um, at least with Monster Pro, it was it was in my city that I live in. So it, it worked out for the best, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I you know, I'm still admiring the Alberta scene from a distance, but uh, mm -hmm. I like what I see out of Monster Pro. They've got like a just a great team and just I'm always impressed with uh, who's coming from from that world. It's great stuff. Well, for the longest time, they were the only school in northern Alberta until Top Talent opened, I guess, a year ago now. I think their anniversary was a lot, uh, like a week ago or so, but um, they were the only school up here for the longest time. And at the time I was working uh, uh, out of school, like freshly out of school, really freshly out of school. And I was working and I couldn't afford to move. And um, they just so happened to message me back pretty quick. So it worked out. Right on. I'd like to uh, pick your brain about uh, your signature move, the super kick. Uh, what? Why did you gravitate towards uh, using that for your for a signature move? Um, I it was pretty quick. Um, I think honestly, I could probably uh, credit Chris Parrish and Jack uh, Pride okay. um, okay. on it. Uh, we were it was within my first like oh gosh probably two or three months of training and they were both in monster pro at the time and um they would help a lot of us like really fresh people uh with anything um when it was quote unquote time to mess around and do whatever we want so i i remember them just teaching me just random things and one of them was the super kick i was like oh just teach me the super kick i've always loved it just teach me and i caught on like very quick and i think um the first time I ever did it on a show was with the Irishman, Chris Irishman, and um, the crowd loved it. So I haven't really looked back. Um, I couldn't really think of anything else. And I think it was just, I just was the way I connected with kicks. And uh, I kept it for a very long time uh, up until about, well, I still do it, uh, but about a year ago. And then I started adding more things, but the, the super kick was just the one that stuck. Thanks to Parish and Pride, I guess. <laughs> who uh, who throws your favorite super kick aside from you, of course? Well, I mean, come on, Shawn Michaels, right? Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, Michael Richard Blaze. He has a pretty good super kick. It looks pretty devastating. Um, I guess Adam Cole. He has also a pretty good kick. I mean, that uh, gif of uh, him and uh, Ricochet was just going around again lately, and I was like, ooh. Oh, just cringe, right? Oh, so good. Yeah. 
incredible moment, incredible yeah. timing by both uh, by both him and uh, and Ricochet. Just incredible stuff. I'm glad you brought up Shawn Michaels because there's like a well, there's like a soft segue into my next question because like I understand that you're from Alberta, mm -hmm. but you also been introduced to the ring from Montreal. Uh, yes. So if I may ask, why did you choose our fine city as your work hometown? Um, my family's actually French Canadian. Okay. So um, when it was time to, honestly, my the whole time I've been wrestling, probably about 95% of the time I've been heel. I've been a bad guy. Uh, so when you say you're French Canadian in a non-French Canadian province, people don't like you. Yep. Immediately, <laughs> immediately, right? Like you go to BC, you go to Alberta. Uh, honestly, uh, uh, not Saskatchewan, sorry. Um, Manitoba was one of the worst. If you say you're not from that province, they're one of the worst. They just immediately don't like you. Okay. So, uh, but that was what I figured. I was like, you know, I'm not going to say I'm from Edmonton because I just want to create a little bit of an impression right before they even see me wrestle. Uh, so I just decided just always Montreal. Right on. Always, always. Uh, you know, a lot of my family from smaller towns in Quebec, but uh, Montreal, everybody knows Montreal. So I was like, Sam from Montreal, so I mean it's technically true, but not really. <laughs> yeah, I, there's certainly the connection. This uh, this kind of segues into a very like abstract kind of question, but you got the super kick, which you know you admire Shawn Michaels' super kick from uh, Bill yourself from Montreal. I feel like there's like this Bret Hart Shawn Michaels in internal <laughs> conflict. Am I reading too uh, too much into this? I mean, to be honest, I, I know this is going to get me so much flack. I was never a huge Bret Hart fan. Ooh, end of interview. No. <laughs> and that's horrible. I'm from Alberta. Canadian. I do love him. He just has never been one of my, like, ooh, my favorites, you know? Um, I do love Shawn Michaels. I don't do the super kick for, because of him, though. I just do because someone told me I was really good at it. <laughs> that's totally all. Totally fair. Totally but uh, I mean, Bret Hart, he, uh, just the whole Hart family, you have to have a little soft spot just because I'm from Alberta. So they are up there for sure. <laughs> it's the national pride, uh, national course. treasure. There we go. Yeah. Anybody you see is like from Canada. You're like, oh my God, love them. <laughs> like Sami Zayn, love them. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, how can you not? I like, I, if you don't like Sami Zayn, I don't know if I can trust, I, I can't trust anyone who doesn't like Sami Zayn. If you don't love Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn, I don't. Just don't talk to me. <laughs> like, love them or hate them. Come on, they're amazing wrestlers. Absolutely, absolutely, and just like really amazing. great people. Like, uh, yeah, you know. like all the stuff Sammy does online, and uh, like all his charity work. Oh my god. Yeah. Not to turn you this into like. like yeah, for sure. And not to turn it into a whole like let's celebrate Sammy Zayn for the rest of the podcast. He, when I was fortunate enough to meet him, he like he did like this um, sketch comedy show here in Montreal at like, uh, the oh, no Montreal way. improv. Yeah, it was great stuff. And like, you know, he did a meet and greet after he wasn't accepting any money uh, for, you know, the meet and greet, but he had like a little box donation. Sorry. My cat just keeps jumping in my lap, uh, for, uh, I get it. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, he had his bo uh, donation box for Sammy for Syria. And like, that's what, what, what his, um, not charge. Cause he wasn't obliging anyone to, to donate but like that's how he was trying to like meet people and make that connection and yeah just an admirable dude but like yeah, i said i don't want it. yeah i don't want to turn this into a praise sammy show because that's a different podcast altogether uh but uh yeah on top of the demanding schedule of wrestling which you know admittedly is 
lessened over the last year or so. Um, you're also a student who is working on getting your master's in psychology. Uh, wow, how far into your uh, into your studies are you? Um, not very far. <laughs> I have probably like a million other years to go, but I'm working towards it. It's going. Uh, I took a few years off when I started to um, wrestle. And then I just recently, uh, actually before the pandemic even started or was even a thing is when I um, applied back to go back to school. And then it just so happened to work out well because of it. So um, it's crazy what what happens. Yeah, right? absolutely. I, I just didn't think I would honestly, I knew I would go back to school one day. I just didn't know it would be um, during a pandemic. <laughs> so. Sure. <laughs> Who could have saw it coming? Yeah, exactly. Very broad question here, but why psychology? Mm. Oh, gosh. Um, I guess it kind of just fell into my lap. Uh, I went to right out of high school. Uh, I was only 17, and I really wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I didn't veer too far, but I don't uh, – I'm. I, I realized quickly I, I'm not a huge fan of blood. So uh, wrestling, I mean, doctor – but uh, I, I realized I probably am a little too squeamish and I don't trust myself. Uh, so I wanted to be a cardiologist at first. I don't know why, just did. And uh, when I went into school, I realized, you know what? Like, I don't really like the sciences, quote unquote, uh, as much as I thought I did. And then uh, I switched over in my second year, maybe? And uh, to psych after, because I took uh, took their intro classes, and I hated their intro classes though. Um, and then I took more, I guess, defined classes after, more sp uh, specified, and I really started to enjoy it uh, after I started learning more about the mental health aspect and not the just the biology side. Even though the biology side now fascinates me, uh, the actual psychology part is what hooked me. And I love talking to people about their mental health. Uh, I know that may sound weird, but I love it. I, I love it. So uh, I hope to be a um, counseling psychologist, but if it becomes more specified and uh, maybe not scientific, but later on down the road, uh, I don't really want to do research, but I just love talking to people. And that fascinates me. Like I said, uh, may not be the best way to word it, but it fascinates me. So no, I, that resonates absolutely. Yeah, seems like it's very at odds with your in-ring heel character uh, and this, <laughs> you know, the person who wants to reach out and uh, connect with people. Yeah, I, it's funny because when I started training, and a lot of people ask me like, "Oh, what do you do? What do you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, psychology." And they always seem to think being in psychology helps with wrestling psychology it's it's different it's not the same <laughs> so i'm just gonna you put that out there now it's not the same people <laughs> i had a like i had a little gimmicky question about that if uh, your studies in psychology have informed your in-ring psychology in any way but <laughs> here we are i mean i do think going to school did help with wrestling uh only because i took a class in public speaking okay and honestly, if it wasn't for public speaking, I don't know if I would be comfortable actually talking in wrestling. It took me a long time to be comfortable in front of an audience, but uh, during training, when they would ask you to 
to do a promo and stuff, I just immediately remember what they taught me in public speaking class. And if I didn't have that, I, I probably would have drowned or not been comfortable enough to like put my hand up essentially. So school did help a little bit in that part. So right on. If, yeah. Um, had the pandemic not happened when it did, like when you were just going back to school and everything, um, did you have like a game plan and how you were going to balance like these two very uh, grueling workloads? Um, I probably would have just carried on the way I was going because um, I started uh, wrestling with force right before the pandemic came and their schedule was helpful. Like it was a little less demanding than when I was with RCW because RCW runs a lot. Um, and then when I moved to Forest, they were only doing about twice a month. I know they were working on doing more than just twice a month, but it was in Edmonton. So I didn't have to travel as much. And I, that's probably the biggest thing is uh, with school and stuff, I probably wouldn't be traveling um, as much. And whereas before I was totally fine with going to BC, like I was going to go to BC uh, again, uh, but then COVID happened and I had that, of course, canceled all the shows. So I didn't go out again, but uh, just the travel aspect is probably what would have slowed down for me. Staying in, in Edmonton or Red Deer, or maybe even Calgary would have been okay, but going to BC and stuff, it, it takes more time than just a few hours. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, I asked this question with, again, no knowledge. I'm not trying to like mm -hmm. seem like I am very knowledgeable in the field of psychology. It's purely anecdotal. Like I'm on social media a lot. I work in social media, so, you know, I'm going to follow my interests as well. Uh, I, I come a lot of, across um, a lot of wrestling fans on social media who are very open about their struggles with uh, with their own mental health, you know, often depression, um, especially after a trying 2020. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Many of these fans uh, kind of refer to pro wrestling as a positive force in their mental health. I'm wondering if you think there's anything to that. I think that anything that can help you with your mental health, if, if it is watching sports per se, or if maybe a show makes you happier or helps you escape maybe the reality of your own life. I mean, by all means, sure, go watch it. Um, wrestling did help me uh, with, with mine. I mean, I was, I was kind of like right before I started training, I, I felt a little lost per se, uh, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, there was a lot of things I wanted to do and wrestling was one of them. And I finally kind of jumped that hurdle. It took me a long time, but I mean, I jumped that hurdle. But um, I think it can help. I mean, even even just watching wrestling, sure. Uh, so I know a lot of people, wrestling is their escape. I do think people should still get help for themselves uh, if they are feeling a little bit more than just surface level, uh, if that makes any sense. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're just unhappy with the way their life is, uh, or maybe it is deeper, like I said, and that's when you should go and maybe talk to somebody um, because finding that escape is uh, sometimes it's just not enough. So uh, go get help, of course. Uh, go talk to people, talk to your friends first, maybe family first. They're gonna give you some suggestions. Uh, I know a lot of my friends, I'm not gonna name names, of course, but uh, in wrestling, they do suffer from some like mental health um, things, even not just in wrestling in my real life too. Uh, 
talking to people is like a good first way to go because some people don't really know how to take that first step. Uh, wrestling is a good outlet, I find, for myself. Uh, wrestling has helped me with a lot of things in my non-wrestling life. Uh, it's made me a little bit more confident. It's made me a little bit more sure. But, oh gosh, it's hard to say. It depends on the person, of course. Uh, it's, it's still yeah. very well articulated. I like that resonates a lot with what I'm saying. And I, I, I very much agree with you. Like, I think, again, I feel the need to preface everything I say on this topic with anecdotally speaking, because like, again, I'm not knowledgeable in this world. Uh, but yeah, I do agree. Like, it's good to have that escape, but to indulge in it and make it your exclusive source when it's so when it's beyond surface le level, as you said, I think that's important too. Absolutely. Well, and you think about it too, it could be bad because when it's gone, what do you have? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I've had that in my own life, but not with wrestling. Um, like before I went into wrestling, I was playing soccer and that was my escape per se. And, but it also was my source of a lot of my mental health issues. It was just surrounding that specific thing. I know a lot of people use wrestling as, um, like I said, as their escape, it, it, and it is their whole life. Um, but sometimes it can't be, it, it might not be good. But meeting people through a thing that you can identify with and then people sharing their mental health stories is so helpful. Like, and I will give props, my friend Jack Pride. He's recently, um, the other month with Mental Health Awareness, uh, he posted his own story. Love it. Because when people share their stories, it just doesn't become like a stigma. And I know that's kind of like a, what's the word? Not cliche, but uh, when people share it, they know that it's just a little bit more normalized. And so many people go through it and don't talk about it. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. many people, so many people. And then you find out later, but you're like, you could have talked to me or you could have done this. And it's like, if it's a little bit more normalized, then people might be more willing to share their story or talk to people. Yeah, that's just my opinion, uh, especially with the people I know in my own life. Um, being able to talk and like share their stories, I think it does help for sure. So well said. Uh, it's it's quite amazing that wrestling, like the quote unquote wrestling community, be it online, be it like localized groups or whatnot, mm -hmm. it's kind of like the unlikeliest of support groups, or at least it can be uh, when it's yeah. just a, like such a a uh, passionate group of people who have the same interests. It's just uh, the way they come together in these unique ways and supportive ways is something to be said about this uh, little niche fandom of ours. Yes. <laughs> I Kayla. mean, it has been helpful talking to people like uh, that I've met. Um, Cause I think I'm pretty open about, about it. And then people know that I'm like in psychology and I feel like they're a little bit more inclined to talk to me about things and I love it. I, I have no complaints at all. I, I love talking about it. So if people want to talk to me about it, go right ahead. Right? <laughs> like, please, please. I love it. Absolutely. Uh, Kayla, thank you so much for your time today chatting with us uh, about your studies and everything that's going on in the Alberta wrestling scene. Before I let you go, I do want to ask one thing for any of our listeners who aren't familiar with your work. What's a Kayla J match or any of the number of personas that you've uh, that you've had in the ring? What's one of your matches they should be watching? Oh my goodness. I guess recently uh, I've had a good match against uh, Michael Richard Blaze. I've heard was yes, pretty, was pretty good. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> to be honest, I don't remember much of it. Uh, but some of my guy friends, Spencer Love, he uh, was talking about that. And I said, oh, people actually, people really like that. Okay, I guess I should recommend it. Okay, so that one. Uh, I do like uh, my match against Michael Allen, Richard Clark as well. Maybe that's just a personal bias. I do really like that. Uh, and honestly, some of my most recent matches against Angelica as well uh, were pretty good. Uh, I, I, Like I said, maybe a little bit of personal bias, but I mean, look nothing, up some of my matches against Zoe Sager as well. I mean, nothing wrong with a little are, personal bias. I mean, they're the most fun for me. So maybe that'll come radiating out and people will think it's a good match. <laughs> <laughs> Where can the audience follow you on, uh, on social media? Uh, just at Kayla J on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Perfect. Yes. Kayla, once again, sincerely, thank you so much for your time. This was great talking to you. It was great to meet you too. Like this was wonderful. Yes, yes. yes. We can thank Spencer Love. Absolutely. <laughs> I will can, thank we can plug him as much as we can. <laughs> I am thanking Spencer Love for a lot of these podcasts lately. He's putting me in touch with the absolute best people and the trend continues. So once again, thank you very much. Of course. Thank you so much. Thanks so much to Kayla J, the golden child herself, for taking time to speak with us on Smarkin' Friends. Uh, great talking to you, Kayla, and best of luck on your continued academic career. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, some of the names that Kayla mentioned might be familiar to you. We spoke to Jack Pride, who offered a little snapshot of how the wrestling scene was affected by COVID. Parrish and Spencer joined me in a recent episode about their uh, their endeavors at lovewrestling.ca. And otherwise, Spencer pops up more often than he doesn't on this podcast lately. And if you like this episode or any of the episodes I just mentioned, please do me a favor and help me drive the almighty algorithm that fuels digital content uh, head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash smarkinfriends. Please leave us a kind word or two and a couple stars. Much appreciated, friends. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at smarkandfriends. We're very easy to find. And follow Two Finger Guns Club. No, excuse me. You don't follow people on Facebook. That's completely incorrect. You like things on Facebook. Like the Two Finger Guns Club on Facebook for your latest on this show, as well as Rocketman Explorers and Foul Mouthed. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to be back next week. Till then, friends. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.